This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so, tough question. What have you been up to for the hobby this week? Six minutes. Wow, this is going to be mostly what we're going to talk about. Told you it'd be tough. (laughs) Better have done a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh. Well, there's a couple of things. I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the, the first thing that I like the most uh, is that um, I decided to, because I think I mentioned that I finished my Hack and Slam uh, previously, but I got a bunch of, uh, a lot of the guys were supposed to be in a hidden state. So I ended up uh, painting a bunch of, well, little boxes yeah. Uh, because one of the things that is in hidden, hidden state is called the Sunduk Butt, and it is a little robot that disguises itself as a box. So yeah. I ended up... That only partially came across in their design. Like, one side of it has the box on it. But from, yeah. from like, hearing about its fluff, it's like, okay, clearly this comes out of a box. So. Yeah. So I ended up going on Thingiverse and finding mm-hmm. some person. Oh, I should have looked up who it was. Uh, but on Thingiverse, there's a Sunduk but little box, and I painted uh, four of those boxes because mm-hmm. the Sunduk but comes with a decoy marker. So there's already two boxes, and I also have in my Hackaslam Force uh, two Dalami, who also. Uh, disguise themselves in the similar kind of camo state as the mm-hmm. Sunduk Bud. So now I have four different boxes, and I finally got a, a game in with those things, and it was a glorious. It was so awesome having four different boxes and have and the, and having the opponent not know which one was which. Plus, also having three camo markers, two of which were mines. Great. Yeah, was was that partially inspired by? I think they had one story when the assassins new assassins came out with like new line troops for them where one of their giant like mechanized body like mechanized guys was just hiding in a porta potty and then busted out of the porta potty in the middle of the mission because they were trying to bring him in hidden was it inspired by that mm, no no okay i wish that guy could also hide mm-hmm. ammo. then you would the then you would get a yeah. I would get a giant porta potty for sure to hide that in there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, it's just you know obviously other people had the same idea because that's how I found the uh, Sunduk but uh, like uh, little camo box on Thingiverse, right? It's just it's just the common way you play it, and so it's nice to have you know painted little things and playing them out there with all the camo stuff. It's like camo mm-hmm. spam. And I don't think uh, Hack normally do it as well, right? I've only done Camo Spam in Yujing uh, uh, Vanilla, and then I've had it played against me because they have a lot of really strong Camo units, yep. and then you have a bunch of Mine Layer. And then I've also done it... Oh, well, I've also played against it uh, in Ariana, which is you know the main Camo Spam. So being able to play this was... Uh, I don't know, it was awesome. Especially considering how powerful Ascendant Boot is. Yeah, and just like crates seem very sci-fi. So like, oh, what's lying around the battlefield? Oh, you know, there's crates. But <laughs> what could be hiding in the crates? I don't know. It could be anything. It's a Sudupat. Yeah, it's, it's, a, awesome. it's a robot with like a viral rifle that will just like kill yeah. most anything in the game. Uh huh. Pretty entertaining. Yeah, so it was quite fun. Uh, I think in the coming tournament, that is the list I'm going to be bringing. So got to get more uh, reps in for that. 
Yeah. How about yeah, you? So, so I continue painting a bunch of like chaos cultists from 3D prints, but because there's so many of them, there's so many different things that come up, and I've been painting a lot of like red cloaks and tabards on them. And for like the longest time, I've shied away from painting red, just because I'm fine with a lot of paints I was using. It would turn so shiny. I just did not like the result, or it would look pink or whatever. Uh-huh. I, I know you paint like a darker color, and you layer up the red. But like uh-huh. so many reds will turn shiny, and I, I just like shiny looking things, especially on fabrics. Mm-hmm. So when you these, refuse to use uh, matte varnish at the end, because that's shiny, it's too shiny too. No, it's not so, shiny. It's mm-hmm. called matte. Yes, All right, go not on. bad enough. Anyhow, got, I finally started using the scale 75 paints that I bought for a whole uh-huh. bunch of like the lighter colors and other things that I didn't uh-huh. find. Like I really liked the Vallejo model color versions of. And I found just like layering up with the reds. Like I bought a few different colors, more magenta red than a blood red. And uh-huh. layering up with them has just been much more satisfying because you just add layers and it'll build the color up nicely. Mm-hmm. So that... I don't know, that's made me want to paint red more, but I did use the technique of just to add more vibrancy to it afterwards using the, I think it's the Vallejo translucent paints. Is it transparent, yeah, transparent or translucent? Transparent. transparent. Yeah, just did a layer of like transparent red right. yeah. over that just to make the colors punch even more. So yeah. I, like, I like how that's turned out. Yeah, man. Red's a great color. Red's one of my favorite colors, just in general. And mm-hmm. now it has been with all of these nicer reds than the reds we had when we painted with GW colors. Yeah. Like, these new reds are so much better. So much easier to paint with. So Yeah, it's great. I'm trying to give it sort of a silky look so it goes, like, almost towards black. So it feels mm-hmm. like it's a very reflective-looking fabric, even though, like, it doesn't have the shine in the red. The dark mm-hmm. parts have, like, go really dark. So you feel like it has it's a very like silky fabric. So that's been turning out pretty well. Awesome. Yeah. What have I been painting? Uh, I guess I've been painting more like just trying to finish the Battletech stuff. And then I have actually made good headway on my uh, full 3D, 20-man strong 3D printed uh, hammer uh, marine, uh, hammer uh, veterans. So It's like marine sci-fi. Guys. Yeah. Sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi heavy uh, armor guys. They're they're turning out really good. I really like it, except for the fact that it's white and it, you know, does take a lot more effort. So, mm-hmm. well, one day just bust out the airbrush for white. No way. Yeah, well, that's, I bro- I painted the same guys you painted, and I busted out the airbrush to get the white going and looking smooth. Just more layers. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I've done that too. Airbrush. All right. All right, so that was six minutes, so on to the next question. What you Mm -hmm. got? All right, so do you want to go towards GW, or do you want to go the Mantic route? Mantic. All right, that's what I knew the answer. I didn't want to ask the GW question. (laughs) So Mantic has recently come up with a thing, I guess they're calling the Mantic Vault, which allows you to download 3D printable assets, like not the whole, usually not the whole figure, but say if you want extra parts for their dudes that come in the box... Uh-huh. They're like, here, you can just come, buy them. It's like they haven't done it for commercial printing releases. Like because a lot of the 3D people who put out 3D sculpts will put them like have a commercial license and then a personal mm-hmm. use license. They've only got the personal use license because like, that's the route they decide to take. But if you want like different guns for your dudes, you want different accessories, they really just cool. have made the parts that are exactly meant to fit their guys rather than having to give you all like, this giant sprue of stuff you may never use. Or you're like, okay, I want three of these, and there's only one in the sprue. You just mm-hmm. 
you can make more for a variety of things. So I don't know. What do you think of that for other games? <laughs> Six minutes. Jeez. So that's it. That's the question. Uh, wow. I I actually never knew what that was. Like I'd, I'd heard about it, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually take a look into the details. So that is actually really, really interesting. So it's basically like options brews, right? Yeah. Like if you think about it, there is a third-party person for Infinity who makes 3D printable uh, like STLs uh, for just the weapons for Infinity. Yep. Um, there is some sort of uh, what do you call it? Questionability in terms of ethics because mm-hmm. you know he's just copying <clears throat> the thing, and then he does have a Patreon. Which means he actually is technically somewhat getting paid for them, if not paid directly, right? And yeah. I'm not sure if he paywalls the items. I think if you're not, so I guess that's slightly different, and we can go back to that afterwards. Uh, but for if if the actual company does it, I think that's really good because I, Infinity mentioned that they don't necessarily do a lot of the extra arms and things like that because they said that it doesn't make sense in terms of. Uh, it's basically cost prohibitive for the increase in Yeah, it's cost prohibitive for something that people yeah. are most likely not going to use. Because mm-hmm. generally, if you buy one of their miniatures, you're just going to use the one with the actual thing they have, right? Yep. But for other people, if they have, like, you know, different arms for the different weapons, so that they get they sell it to you with the main weapon, and then, you know, they could have, you know, a special hand or something. And they could even do it where, to prevent people from going, you know, too much they could be like oh you have to chop off this person's hand so you have to have some sort of hobby ability to be able to do it you can't just you know can't start just glue it on you can't just i don't know if that's good or not but like that is very interesting um i do think it opens up a uh can of worms in that some people will be like why don't you just sell the entire stl so people will ask will get upset that you know if you do it halfway right people mm-hmm. might get upset that you're not going the full way because you know that indicates that you know you could do it but you're not doing it because obviously because it's not monetarily advisable right like you're not gonna be able to survive as company but people don't mm-hmm. necessarily think or care <laughs> they, 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 they yeah. kind of care they only care if you you go out of business right they don't mind if the people don't make that much money in general, as long as, you know, they don't go to business, especially, you know, since, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't necessarily make a lot of money, right, especially in this economy. So it feels somewhat unfair when someone is making a lot more than you for something that you have to buy, right? So mm-hmm. there is that kind of issue, and that could end up being a PR nightmare, so for the companies, it's it's I I think it's very cool. I would be worried about the PR though. What do you think? Oh, about like the parts only being available to certain people but not others. Like if you don't own the 3D printer, you're basically feeling like you're getting left out of certain things. No, the other way around, where uh, the people with 3D printers get upset because you're not offering the entire miniature to be 3D printed, and you still have to go and buy it. Yeah, I think I looked at it just briefly again. They offer certain like exclusive sculpts, but to play the game, you don't you don't need it. So I don't. 
I don't know if I'd really see it that way that if you can't 3D print the whole game, there's a problem. Because you expect they're trying to sell you a product. I don't doesn't seem unreasonable that you can't just like print the whole game for free. So I don't think most people are looking to like print a whole game for free usually. Yeah, you think that they'll be they'll understand the fact that you're not selling, even though you obviously could, you know, give out the STLs, the fact that you're not, do you think people will understand that and be sympathetic to the fact that you're trying to make money and make a business? Yeah, because like it's already become normalized that there's all these businesses online who are just the artists selling their STLs. Mm-hmm. So it's become sort of normalized that getting STLs is worth money. That's worth paying for. So. Okay. Okay, so maybe that's fine. Maybe I'm just... Uh overly suspicious of, of uh, miniature game players and how they would react to it. Yeah, I think they're not brave. Because I looked at it just briefly after asking the question, is they offer like a sus- subscription pack and they offer theme packs, which if yeah. you look at a lot of the bigger STL producers on like My Mini Factory, they, yeah. they try and do the same exact sort of model. So, and they don't. They seem to have they pioneered actually- that versus Mantic going out and pioneering it. So I don't think... Like, they're going to have to justify it too hard. Okay, so then do you think it'll actually be successful then? If they're not selling full SDLs? I guess that's the other question, right? Hmm, if it's things you don't absolutely need for the game? I don't play their games, so I don't know if I could answer it directly about whether the stuff they're releasing is needed. But say in Infinity, if they gave me the ability to get different arms for a dude... Because mm-hmm. there's limited, like, Infinity has very limited sculpts of certain things. Or you just want to, like, kit your guy out sometimes and have different helmets, different heads and all that. And obviously yeah. they've already said that the business case isn't there. So if you want to take it upon yourself that you really cared to spend the extra money to mod the guys, just to put that ability out there, mm-hmm. then I would I would probably go for that for Infinity. Like, I don't think I would yeah. subscribe, though. Like, cause to subscribe every month to get a bunch of random things you don't know what's coming... I don't think I would join the monthly thing, but in terms of buying theme packs for your faction, I can totally see myself doing that. So was Mantic doing only subscription or both? They, they just said there's both going to be both. So. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so I, I hope they succeed. I think there needs to be these kind of hybrid models and things like that uh, mm-hmm. for our hobby at least to succeed as it is now, uh, whether or not there's going to be a larger transition uh, further on where we move to a digital like digital kind of distribution and and local uh, printing, which I feel like that's got to be the future. I still think that's got to be the future of our hobby, but mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah so that's to, great. I think that's very cool. It's a way to introduce it from mainstream companies, yeah. not just like totally third party. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool, and I hope they succeed, and I hope maybe Infinity gets that for uh, their weapons. That would be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, two topics, six minutes each. So that's it for this uh, episode of D6 Minutes. If you have any questions for us, uh, give us a shout. Uh, contact us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, or find us on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.